0: Hey guys, welcome to the Women Going Big podcast. Um, It's Krista, your host today. And I'm, first of all, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Happy Tuesday. I hope that your Tuesday is starting off so great. And I'm also super happy today to introduce you to my next guest for this week, um, Christy. Christy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Krista, for having me. Absolutely, and Christy, can you can you go ahead and tell our audience just a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, my name is Christy Maxi. I have been a therapist in private practice for twenty years, and about a year and a half ago, I decided to go into coaching. So I've been coaching people for the last year and a half.
0: That's awesome, and you know, even from even from my standpoint. Can you can you clarify for my audience the difference between therapy and
1: coaching? Oh wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> there are so many, you know. It, it, oh, that's a good question. All right, let's see here. Well, I'll tell you legally and technically, the only difference really is, as a coach, you cannot give any kind of diagnosis. You cannot kind of you cannot do any kind of evaluation or assessment for a diagnosis, and you typically cannot take insurance. But legally, the diagnosis, the pathology, you know, the mental health uh, disorder is what makes the difference.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And thank you for that. And what, you know, I'm really intrigued on your story. And where did this start for you? I guess therapy is where it would have started. But how did you get
1: into this? You know, I guess as a, as a child, I grew up in a family with six children and two young parents. And. I was kind of intrigued about human behavior way back when I was eight years old. I remember thinking, wait a minute, we have these emotions, but nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of fascinated by that and fascinated by how uh, I knew that we should somehow kind of nurture each other, connect with each other on a deeper level. And I didn't see it happening very much. My parents were great parents. I had a great childhood in a lot of ways, but they were young mm-hmm. and I think. So, anyway, I grew up very interested in it. And I knew some I would land somewhere in mm-hmm. the field. And I worked at, at the beginning, I worked with uh, kids with autism. And then I went and finished my bachelor's degree, my master's degree, and then I opened my private practice in therapy. And I wow. did that for 20 years.
0: And um, just a fun fact for those of you guys listening um, Christy applied for uh, the podcast. And come to find out, she's like right down the street from me. So we're actually live right now in her office. Um, so, fun fact yeah. for you guys. That's a pretty cool thing. So now we actually get to connect and not just over Zoom. Call, we get to which is see cool. each other. I know. So, this is live. You guys are, this is a treat.
1: Um, Christy, have you been here all your life, Arizona? No, I, I grew up in Ohio. Okay. In Columbus, Ohio. And then I came out here um, when I was about 26. Okay. And yeah. when did you open your practice? Well, it was later. I actually went to Massachusetts uh, for a few years and did some work study program for autism. And then I came back and then I finished my degrees and then I started my practice in, I guess it was 1998. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And,
0: you know, I'm really big on, I love that you kind of touched on, you know, people's emotions and, you know, how we connect with each other and things like that. But what kind of, what was that, that turning point for you where you decided that therapy maybe wasn't, maybe not what you wanted to do, but how did you get into coaching?
1: Yeah. You know, I had been thinking about it for several years because what I found is that most people that came, you know, I'd have my friends and family say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe what you do. It must be so hard. And I'm like, what I do is great. Mm-hmm. I I just could never understand the question almost. I mean, I could logically, but, but then I – about it and most people that came to me did not have a diagnosis mm-hmm. they just need help dealing with the natural human experience that we all go through yeah grief loss um, there and then I, I noticed that people there were common patterns and so a few years ago I went through a tough time and uh, I lost a sister to cancer I was out of a relationship. Um, There were other kind of major tragedies going on in my family. And I was working, I was busy, I was keeping busy, but I thought, you know what, I'm not well inside. I need to go get this figured out and uh, probably do some grieving and take some time out to do some grieving. And then I went to a couple of therapists myself because I do that (laughs) when I hit a rough patch. And it wasn't working for me. I would leave and I thought, wow, this isn't working. And I was, I remember sitting in my car going, all right, (laughs) what do I do with my clients? Because I'm all about results. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it on myself. (laughs) So I did. And every morning I woke up and I worked, I did some, um, I did a lot of grief work. I did a lot of mindfulness, um, I did some EMDR. I did inner child. I did a lot of work myself, the same experiential things that I do with my clients. And at the end of it, and this is what I find when, when we heal, then people, and I see this with my clients all the time. Once they heal, they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to go to Europe or I want to go to culinary school or, you know, they, they get bigger, they grow. And I did the same thing. I was like, I remember, thinking you know what I'm living too small in my business Mm -hmm. and I wanted to grow and that's when I decided I wanted to reach a larger audience um, and teach them the common things that I think everybody needs to know. I love that so that I mean that was your way of of going
0: big like you kind of reached that point and you just jumped.
1: Yeah pretty much I've been thinking about it yeah for a while and there were just a lot of different things that pointed me in that direction Mm -hmm. and yeah I pretty much said, okay. That's, um, I won't renew my license. I even went that far. I did not re- renew my license, which everybody was freaking out. But I am yeah. very happy that I did it. It was such a good move for me. I think there, there's there been a need for this other way for people to get help mm-hmm. that's not stigmatized mm-hmm. and that's not pathologized. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love being a part of. Mm-hmm.
0: Now – You know, and and you kind of touched on it, but a lot of times, like you said, there might not be a diagnosis, but a lot of times people just need, you know, they just need to get their thoughts out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so for maybe for somebody that's listening that maybe they maybe it not something big, but, you know, there's something kind of nagging inside of them that, you know, they either they need to move like somewhere, like Mm -hmm. maybe out of a job or out of a relationship or out of a house or something like that. Mm -hmm. They have a nagging feeling that they want to move. Um, You know, what are some some things that people can do to kind of work through some of those minor things that
1: you would recommend? Yeah, really good question. Because I think a lot of times it comes down to the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that is building some, what I call the lay person's guide to emotional intelligence. So if you're stuck, and I was stuck too, I had to quiet my mind and really listen. I was grieving and I was stuck at the same time pretty much. So I think there's three things and I kind of, I kind of developed a program around this actually. One is becoming aware because it's so easy to live on autopilot, Mm -hmm. you know, and we then, I think I lived on autopilot for a while. I yeah. kind of wish I would have done this five years ago, mm-hmm. but I was living on autopilot. Things were okay. Yeah. But so I think being more mindful, being aware of what's going on. And we're so quick to judge where we're at. Mm-hmm. If we're stuck or if we're grieving or if we're sad or if we're anxious, we're so stuck. We're so good at just judging mm-hmm. and we stay stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. And so mindfulness is awareness without judgment. So Mm -hmm. increasing that awareness, being able to manage the emotions that you're having rather than self-medicate with busyness like Mm -hmm. I did or other things that we all self-medicate with or other than rather than avoiding them, really listening to them. Mm -hmm. What's that emotion saying to you? Because Mm -hmm. our emotions speak to us. And then looking at our core beliefs, Mm -hmm. what are the beliefs that are keeping us stuck? Mm -hmm. I'm afraid I can't do this. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've, that I learned even in this business is that, you know, I was stuck on the whole marketing things. I've been stuck a lot of ways in in building the new business because it's online. And I realized I had to really, it wasn't about I'm not worthy of doing this. Mine was I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. So I had to look at those self-esteem. Those are those are what I call self-esteem issues. They're self-worth thoughts, like I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Those are real common ones. And then self-esteem ones are things like I can't handle it. I can't do it. And so being able to look at your being mindfulness, looking at your emotions and listening to them, and then looking at your negative beliefs that are keeping you stuck and figuring mm-hmm. out how to change them. And I think that's that's a really big thing is being able,
0: and this is something you guys might see it for those listening. You guys might be seeing a common theme, you know. And it's kind of crazy with these interviews is that I do like bringing up things that I'm going through. And one of the things that I've been working on this year is just learning to kind of quiet my mind. Mm. And listen, A, to the thoughts that I have, Mm -hmm. either about myself or the situation or who I'm talking to or my relationships, Mm -hmm. but also listening to everything incoming. You know, all the incoming, Mm -hmm. you know, messages and, and, um, you know, people talking to me. Like, what is people's intentions on that? And how is it making me feel? And is it okay that I'm feeling that way about those things? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, those. But what I'm getting at is, um, where was I going with that?
1: I swear. We're complicated.
0: That's, we are complicated. Um, oh my goodness, I totally you ta- yeah.
1: You're talking about.
0: Oh, I remember. I'm sorry. Hey, quieting you. your mind. Quieting yeah. your mind. But also, I think it's about listening to those things that you were talking about, like being mindful, and then
1: making sure that you're not judging yourself. Yes. That's that's a that's you know? a stopper right there. Yeah. It will stop you and it will keep you spinning in your wheels.
0: So then, and I have to ask you, so once you recognize that you, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's a, that's not a good thought that I'm having. And I shouldn't be hard on myself about this. Like I'm allowed to feel this way. What would be the next step? You know, like in somebody trying to deal or maybe even sort through these, these thoughts and emotions Especially for someone that's never listened to themselves. Yeah. What would be the next step for them?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. All right. I just love <laughs> this I love this stuff. Good. So one I think I think there's kind of two things. Mm-hmm. One is I had a client the other day and she was talking about an issue she was having in a relationship and, and she was very much focused on, I'm not good enough, that other person you know, did blah blah blah, and it made me think that I'm not good enough. And and it was hard for her to get out of focusing on that other person. And I said, Do you realize it's okay if you like yourself? She had no idea that she could like herself. And so even like that was eye-opening, like it's okay to like yourself. Yeah. It's okay to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not only okay, it's healthy. Yeah. We're never taught that. Mm-hmm. And so it is really quick to judge. So I think just first thing is knowing it's okay to love yourself and mm-hmm. to like yourself. You don't have to be hard on yourself. Yeah. Okay. The next step. Okay. So get that. That's okay. It's yeah. okay to do that. <laughs> the next step is to listen to them and, re- and yes, really work on your, the judgment Notice the judgments. Now you're mindful of the judgment. Okay, I'm not good enough, or I was a loser because I did blah blah blah. And then you have a choice now. Do you want to keep saying that to yourself? That's what I love about mindfulness because when you become aware, now you have a choice. Do mm-hmm. I want to keep doing that? And then I do a lot of I teach a lot of people inner child work. So start. Mm-hmm. Where? How old were you when you learned that? You know, write yourself yeah. a letter at that age. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you be more compassionate with? And so teaching somebody how to reparent, and I think it's a way of rebonding rebonding with yourself. Wow.
0: And I think I, you know, I'm reading several books right now. Mm. I'm kind of finishing one right after the other, so they kind of all go together. But I just got done reading a book, and it was like, oh, I think it's What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Okay. And it's a book about self-love and just learning how to be okay talking to yourself and being by yourself and listening to yourself. Yeah. Um. And he was, I mean, in the book, he was like, you are your own best friend. Like yes. at the end of the day, you come into this world, taking the breath on your own and you leave this world, taking your last breath by yourself. Nobody yeah. goes with you, you know? So yeah. at the end of the days, you have to be a hundred percent. Okay. By yourself. Yes. Um, and I think so many people, I think it's easy with the society that we have, I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in the rat race, you
1: mm-hmm. know, and like
0: you said, that's a version of autopilot, mm-hmm. you know, where people go to work, they come home, they cook dinner, they go to bed, they, you know, their relationship might be on autopilot, their everything, Um and, and for me, I, I haven't been doing that. I've had my own business for about four years. And so, but there's been times where I've caught myself going, okay, wait a minute. Like, I, it's almost like, not that you don't have any thoughts of your own, but like, you aren't, you're just okay with whatever happens. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? Um, Maybe you've lost yourself a little bit. Yeah. Is that and, what you're saying? Well, yeah, pretty much, uh-huh. you know, and for people out there that that recognize that, they're like, oh, yeah, I have been doing the same thing for a week, and I'm totally okay with it, mm. you know? Um, you kind of touched on the inner child work, but how can you, like, what would be a couple things that people can do to kind of find their joy again? Or, you know, get mm. back in touch with themselves? Yeah. Like, the mindfulness is definitely one, but I mean, does finding a hobby help? Does getting outside, you know, what are some things that you can kind of break up that monotony?
1: Yes. Um, Cause yeah. One thing I want to say about what you were just saying mm-hmm. is we are born valuable. Mm-hmm. We learn to devalue ourselves. Oh my gosh. You guys write that down. Like yeah. you are born valuable. Yes. We are born valuable and born worthy, but we learn to devalue Ooh. ourselves along the way for whatever reason. Yeah. Everybody has different experiences so, and all those negative beliefs are not true. Yeah, they feel like they're true. Mm-hmm. We've been carrying around for a long time, and they feel pretty true. So, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I'm working with somebody, it feels like a foreign language to say, "Oh, I love myself. I am valuable." Mm-hmm. But the more and more you say it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the more and more it feels true. Okay. So sorry about no, that. No, it's okay. So, I always love think that. that's a yeah. So now I'm sorry. What's your question? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Sorry.
0: No, like. So for somebody that recognizes that they're kind of living their life on autopilot, oh, what are some things that they can do to kind of bring joy back into their
1: life? So important. I love this question. <laughs> so because it's very easy to get caught up in negative and it's and unpleasant emotions can really take their toll. And especially, well, yeah. So un, unpleasant emotions, grief, you know, all the stuff that we deal with life can be really hard sometimes. So even like, my sister died, and a year, I was thinking about this with our family, like, we kept getting just knocked down after knocked down, and I kept saying, we've got to put something in our lives that's fun. Mm-hmm. And so the year the year uh, anniversary of my sister's death was actually the year uh, she died on my parents' anniversary, so we decided on the, on the first year anniversary of her death that we would go to Vegas. And it wasn't to not grieve, because mm-hmm. we grieved. Yeah. But it was like we needed to have some fun. So mm-hmm. yes, I think it's very, very important to inject daily, weekly, monthly something that that elicits pleasant emotions mm-hmm. and joy, connection, joy, excitement, adventure, love. Because otherwise, what are we living for? Mm-hmm. I mean, unpleasant emotions are important, but you don't have to dwell in them. Yeah.
0: And I think that, and again, like, I can't I can't stress enough is that, you know, I really do feel like that people get comfortable in those in those bad emotions, and mm.
1: those, you
0: know, in those sad or emotions. Yeah, they don't know how to change it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's
1: what, yeah, I'm, it's so important that I think people learn this stuff because most people that come to me, nobody wants to feel all of that anxiety, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to change it. Mm-hmm. So as far as changing it, and I
0: just recently went through this myself, where I got so in my head, like so, I let it go on for way too long, mm-hmm. and I was so in my head about what I was feeling, is that it just manifested yeah. until it got bigger, got bigger, yeah. and all I needed to do was to get it all out there. Yeah, I just needed to like literally. Don't do that. I I actually went and saw a therapist. Okay, yeah, I did, and I. All I needed, and it was—it it's was funny, I didn't need a diagnosis. I yeah. just needed to get you didn't need medication. Everything. You didn't need a diagnosis. That's right. Yeah, I just needed to get everything out on the table and to get my thoughts out there, to almost to hear myself talk. Yeah. And I probably could have done that on my own. But it took somebody to kind of pull those things out of me. Um, and I get where I'm going with this is, I mean, definitely seeing a therapist is one way that you can kind of get that stuff out there. But for somebody that maybe, maybe they don't want to see a therapist or something like that, do you recommend journaling? You know, writing things down, learning how to talk to yourself. You know, what are some things that people can do to kind of sort through those things?
1: Yeah, um, you know, a coach is a good one. Also, Um, you really one thing I'm going to say about finding somebody professionally, whether it be a business coach. (laughs) um a healing coach of some sort, an emotional intelligence coach, a therapist. I always recommend to find three names and call them mm-hmm. and, and tell them what's going on for you and ask them how they can help you. I'd be curious to find out how you found yours. Uh Google. Oh okay. Okay. <laughs> I just,
0: and you I picked just kind one of went and it yeah, worked
1: well. It did. Good. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, well that's good. Yeah. So that's one th- way is to find three people, talk to them mm-hmm. on the phone, screen them and then and then pick. But Yeah, definitely journaling. Some people don't like to journal. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like to write things down, I notice. Um, um, You know, if you have a trusted friend. Mm -hmm. I love, I mean, if I have something going on, are you kidding me? I have the people that I go to. Mm -hmm. And it is helpful. You Mm -hmm. know, there are people that make you laugh. There are people that make you think. You know, these are my friends. And I I think I want people to have supports in their life. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really important to know that it's okay that to not be okay Mm -hmm. to get to know your emotions and learn to be more accepting of them they're not going to stick around forever Mm -hmm. um and and look at your thoughts and do you want to keep believing that thought yeah so those things you could do on your own Mm -hmm. but as far as reaching out journaling getting it out i think dance and i'm i'm writing a workbook and One of the chapters is on healing, and there's a lot of different ways to Mm self-heal. Dance is one. Journaling is one. Mm -hmm. Music. um, Yoga. Hiking. Exercise. Definitely all those. So, sorry. You just
0: kind of brought it up, and I was just going to ask you. So, tell me a little bit more about your workbook. Like, what's – how did that come up? What's it
1: going to look like? Yeah. So, when I went through my little transition and started working on myself – um, I wrote down everything that I did at the end of it and it came out to be um, an acronym, a method, an acronym. Uh, and it, the, the method stands for mindfulness, emotions, thoughts, healing, own your dreams and do it now. Because that was kind of the process that I took and then I went through. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I wrote it all down and I'm creating a workbook. It's, I just sent it off to the editor It's taken me a while. It's taken me, I think two and a half years to really let it evolve into where I want it. Yeah. But it's, um, I'm calling it, it's the max method. um, And it's um, how to love yourself and become who you're meant to be. I love that so much. Um, And more people need that. All right. All right. It's amazing. Everybody needs that. People can do that. Yeah. I think that we'd be our, I think our relationships would be healthier there we'd have less depression, less anxiety, mm-hmm. less medicating, less diagnosis. Mm-hmm. A lot of times diagnosis really are un, unresolved uh, issues and mm-hmm. traumas.
0: Yeah. I a hundred percent believe that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really big on, and I, I'm a lot like you where I'm, I'm fascinated with how, how things kind of evolve and mm-hmm. how we as people evolve and, Obviously, everybody knows that the generation—I guess not really millennials. I guess there's a generation under millennials now. Right. That are younger than us. Yeah. Um, younger than me. I'm a millennial. Um, and they, I'm like, older. I, <laughs> <laughs> you're a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, they i mean—all the societal issues that people are saying they're going to have. Like, they can't really connect with other humans because they're yeah. always on a computer, on the phone, on things like that. And, I, like, it just terrifies me that they're probably not dealing with things because all they do is sit in front of, uh, you know, they're not really having human connection. Yeah.
1: The flip side of that, though, what I see is that since I've got, gone into the online coaching world yeah. because there's a lot more personal development stuff out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And, and a lot more a, access. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Easier. It's free. There's a lot of information on mm-hmm. loving yourself yeah. and self-worth and inner child work. Mm-hmm. even. So that's kind of exciting yeah, to me. Absolutely. I definitely hear what you're saying mm-hmm. and who that's, that's a, a whole little, other ball game. Yeah. I know. Yeah.
0: Um, and you know, the other thing that I kind of see is what about, what would you comment on? Like, for people that don't think they need it, I'm okay just wearing that. Um, I'm okay with the way my life is, and and that's all cool and dandy. But, like, like for me, is I was one of those people where my life was just fine. Like I thought I was a okay, not listening to. I was on autopilot, and I guess that's kind of where I was going with it. But everybody, I, I really truly believe that you need to be listening to your own thoughts and your mm. emotions. Because um, it's going to make everything everything
1: else around you healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think got you to then decide, okay, I need to go talk to somebody? Um,
0: I think it finally, for me, got to the point, and it took a single situation for that to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But it took me to realize that it was so much bigger than, I guess it was, like, still in me, but, like, I felt like it was bigger than me. Yeah. Like, that I couldn't handle it on my own anymore. Yeah. And I needed outside help. Yeah. Um and I like it was totally preventable. And I guess that's kind of like where I'm going with this too, is that like if you start getting used to listening to yourself and your emotions, is that those big things that happen are less when they happen.
1: Yes. Yeah. You know, because
0: you start seeing those things and you start seeing right. yourself triggered or you Know things like that, and that might actually be something I want to talk to you about too. Is triggers they're a totally legit thing, oh, yes, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um,
1: so we all get triggered, we do no matter and how much funny. emotional intelligence you have. None of us, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not bonding, I get triggered, yeah.
0: Well, and it's so funny because I think people make fun of it these days. Like you see those little graphic memes on Facebook or whatever, but I'm triggered and, you know, mm. but like it's a real thing. And yeah. it might not be to the extent like you you don't really see it. I think the triggers can be subtle. Right. right. So, yeah. I mean, can you yeah. can you expand a little bit more maybe on like mental triggers? And then when you recognize it happening, how to handle it?
1: Well, I think you said something really important. The more and more you get to know yourself, your emotions, your thoughts, and you learn mindfulness. And I saw a video the other day that was so, it just gave me cold chills because it's a video of an outfit, an organization that's teaching children mindfulness. And really, a lot of times what's happening with mindfulness too is it's including emotional intelligence, which mm-hmm. I love because so when you quiet, when you, you know, when you listen to what's going on internally you got to figure out you've got to listen to where am I feeling that emotion Mm -hmm. and these little kids were talking about their amygdala and how you know anchoring you know by putting their hand on their chest or something Mm -hmm. is is helping them anchor and listen to the anger that they're experiencing and I was like wow this is where it starts yeah I was so excited to see Mm -hmm. that so that when you do get triggered, the more and more you're able to listen. Where do I feel those emotions in my body? Mm-hmm. What's the thought that's fueling it? Because mm-hmm. our thoughts fuel our emotions mm-hmm. usually. So if somebody says something, and if I feel like mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, in my gut, yeah, and you know, I'm angry, like on a scale of zero to ten, about a six, then I start <laughs> going, all right, I can calm my anger down. I can think about what's my emotion here, or what's my thought here. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought is. You know, who knows? We, you could go down the road of like, you know, this person makes me angry, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But really, it's my response. Yeah. And so that's another thing is taking responsibility for how I get triggered, making it mine, mm-hmm. staying on my side of the road, you're going to be much clearer mm-hmm. in trying to figure out what to do.
0: Yeah, because you're not responsible I mean, you're not responsible for what other people say or how other people respond to you. And you can't change it. And you can't change it. Right. So the only thing you can do is, you know, kind of com- not compartmentalize, but, you know,
1: adjust how that, how you handle it. Own how you handle it. Own, be on your side of the road. Listen to what's going on for you. Yeah. Know that you're in charge of your own reaction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to be much healthier. Yeah. You know, you're going to. You're going to say, oh, okay, you're going to get to the point where you realize, all right, that's per- that person is who they are. Mm-hmm. And this will help you in every relationship in your life. Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: And and this is something really big for me this year, too, that I'm really focusing on is the mindfulness and just listening. And I think that people will really, if you don't like yourself, there's a problem, you know. So, if you can sit back and just listen and, you know, be mindful of your thoughts and how you're feeling, I think that people can really learn to like themselves again.
1: Oh, And there's absolutely. not enough of that. Absolutely. You know,
0: how many people do you meet in a day where they're like, where you're like, I don't think those people like themselves very much, yeah. you know, based on how they treat other people or. All right. So, you know, I, I really, um, We'll go ahead and start getting wrapped up here, but Christy, what is you know one really tangible tip that my audience can take away from today, you know that they can start implementing in their life right now?
1: Um, I think it would I think it's helpful for people to like, you know, maybe if you are going, if you are stuck, like you talked about earlier to write down what are the thoughts that are keeping you stuck? What are the thoughts that you have about yourself? I'm not worthy, I don't deserve, uh, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I can't handle this. And then stop and go and write down what you'd rather believe about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then write all the reasons why you can do and think what you would rather think about yourself. Write all the great things about you, write all the good things about you. Write, you know, like why I had to write down, um, you know, I have to learn all this tech stuff. Maybe I can't. And so I started changing that. Wait a minute, I can I can hire the right people to do it. I can get better at hiring the right people. Mm-hmm. I can learn some things, you know. And so I had to really focus on the beliefs that were going to help me. Because I was so stuck in, I can't figure this out. <laughs> and so writing uh Reasons why you can figure it out or writing reasons why you are valuable. Yeah. Um, and then uh, practicing that. Yeah. Practicing it. Practicing it over and over. I love that. Um, all
0: right. And then for anybody in our audience that wants to connect with you, um, how
1: can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can look at my website, uh, maxmethod.com. It's M-A-X-X method.com. I'm also on, it's Christy Maxey, M-A-X-E-Y, C-H-R-S-T-Y. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Awesome. And, yeah, if they're interested in the workbook, it'll be out in a, hopefully, a month or two. Oh, my
0: goodness. Awesome. Right. So, you guys, those links are in the description on this podcast, um, whether you are listening on womengoingbig.com or if you're on the Anchor dashboard, anchor.fm forward slash Big. Um, Christy, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate
1: it. Thanks a lot for having me. When you talk about women going big, it's like when you, when you learn about your thoughts and how they stop you, you exponentially, you can level up and level up and level up and go big and big and big. I love that.
0: (laughs) What a great way to end everything. Um, so you guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, make sure to check Christy out on her social media, go give her a follow. Um you guys can find all of these episodes on the dashboard on the website womengoingbig.com. Don't forget to tune in on Monday. Remember I'm doing Motivational Monday. Um you guys can catch that episode if you guys want to start your week off well. You guys get to hear kind of what's on my what's in my head, what's what's going on in my heart, what I'm really feeling um to get to get your week off to the right start. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys.